0: resistance join the resistance Come on, let's start by let's and Here's how we practice the lost conversation. David hey everybody welcome to pop culture continuum this is John Elliott. and this is Patrick Riccardi. and this is episode 57 and we're doing mash versus mash versus Fargo versus Fargo Oh, are we actually doing the movies? I didn't even know about that.
1: Oh, well,
0: we don't have to. We're, we're Well, we, obviously we'll talk about them. because yeah, we,
1: we picked the two because they're TV shows based on movies.
0: Right, and I couldn't think of any... We couldn't really think of any others except for In the Heat of the Night, which neither of us has seen, or nor have any desire to see, necessarily. Um, yeah. I mean, I do mm-hmm. love Carol O'Connor, but... And the movie is probably very good because it's a classic and has... Great actors,
1: but I don't, it's just not on top of my list.
0: Yeah, who? it's like Sidney Poitier and uh, Rod Steiger. Rod Steiger, yeah, who's kind of scary to me, but at least later, late period Rod Steiger when he's kind of fat and stuff.
1: Yeah, I can't, I don't know if I've ever seen him in a movie. I know the name and I think I could maybe pick out the picture. Did Although, he... when I think of him, I think of the, the boss in uh, Reservoir Dogs.
0: Yeah. So I, I don't Did... know what it looks like. Did he play... Alright, I might be totally wrong on this. Did he play Elaine's dad on that episode of Seinfeld? Was that Rod Steiger? Who the hell was that? You know what I'm talking about? Where they meet in the restaurant and he like totally intimidates Jerry. I don't think it was Rod Steiger, actually. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm looking him up on IMDB right now. Uh, he was on The Simpsons. Are you there? Shit. All right, hold on, Pat. I lost you. We'll be right back. Anyway, we were talking about uh, Rod Steiger. It was actually Lawrence Tierney who was on uh, Seinfeld. I remember. Who
1: also was the boss in, for, in uh, Reservoir Dogs. So we both mistook mistake him for the same person. Yeah. So, so it also turned out, was up for the role and on the waterfront, but turned it down for Rod Steiger.
0: And, uh, well, and Lawrence Tierney also appeared on The Simpsons. As did Rod Steiger, so that's... In the
1: same episode, playing the same character.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bart Simpson. Crazy. The, uh... Yeah, but there's, there's like, some of those actors, like, those older actors who I feel like, if I had met them, would have scared the shit out of me. Both of those guys, Rod Steiger and Lawrence Tierney, like, when they are older. And, mm. and, like, Robert Mitchum probably would have... Yeah. Uh... I've actually heard Gene Hackman is kind of scary.
1: Really? I I, I don't know why I find that surprising. Yeah, he's I I kind heard a sweet guy.
0: Who knows? It was uh, there I was reading something about like the Royal Tenenbaums and and uh he was very intimidating to a lot of people on there and cuz he would just be like nope, fuck that or whatever. Oh uh,
1: yeah, and... I can see that. I can see that. I I've, I've read interviews with him where he's like I'm done and he'll come back and do something and he I think the fact that he's done and just doing it means he can just do whatever he wants because, hey, I was supposed to be done. I'm coming back as a favorite to you,
0: Right. I think he is actually. I think that uh, Moosewood movie with uh, Ray Romano finally uh, put him over the edge.
1: Yeah, which is, is, makes sense. That was a pretty terrible movie. It
0: was terrible, but he, uh, it's not like he hasn't done terrible movies in the past. <laughs> That's like,
1: true. It's too bad he, he made that his last movie.
0: Yeah, it's true. Welcome to Mooseport was his Actual last movie he's like he's done nothing. He's got nothing on IMDb since then.
1: I've seen The Conversation, which I guess would be most his most critically acclaimed role.
0: That or uh, The French Connection, maybe.
1: I don't know if that I've seen that. I I I might have, but I'm not sure about it.
0: It's pretty good. Um, is it? But so was The Conversation.
1: Oh yeah, The Conversation is really interesting, and it, and I watched accidentally watched a later movie that kind of played off of that. And it was a terrible movie but I thought it was interesting that they actually name checked not na- na- the kind of it was, was it as blow if Blowout
0: with John Travolta?
1: No, it was a Will Smith um joint paramo- yeah, pa- paranoid movie like the conversation and Gene Hackman kind of played the same character older. Oh, oh
0: and that's I, unfortunate.
1: And I watched that movie in the theater and I didn't know what it was before it started because I wanted to go I wanted to see the Star Wars trailer before Phantom Menace. <laughs> and I and I had the idea that the movie I was watching was totally different because I don't know I think the title was similar to something else that was out at the same time. So it was like 20 minutes into the movie where I realized I wasn't watching what I thought I was watching. So, good times.
0: Well, Gene Gene Hackman in 2001 did Heartbreakers with Sigourney Weaver and Jennifer Love Hewitt. So, I don't know why he thought that was so much better than, uh, than Welcome to Mooseport.
1: I think that the, the ten years that came between is it, like, I'm old now, and I really don't want to make any more mistakes.
0: Yeah, maybe. But he also did The Mexican, which I thought was... We, uh, remember we went to uh, Chicago. Chicago,
1: and watched that movie. Wow. I insisted to you, the entire time we watched it, I kept saying, are you watching this?
0: I yeah, thought it I was terrible. Yeah, I know, I love that movie. It actually has a lower rating than Heartbreakers. Um I just I just remember from the Mexican that like it's such an old ty- old style type thing where Brad Pitt's speaking to some Mexican dude and he and he's doing the like cano uo spico English show, you know? Yeah. And I was like, "Jesus Christ, really?" But uh that, that was that my takeaway. Yeah.
1: I forgot the g tac was even in that. I just remember Pitt, Julia Roberts, and uh, Gandolfini.
0: Gandolfini, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just on his IMDb page. That's the only reason I, I remembered. Um Yeah, well, and another one. I feel like James Caan would be scary, too, if he met Yes, us. yes, I,
1: I, I agree with that. and he, I think he kind of cultivated that by hanging out with real-life scary people.
0: Yeah, and like... Uh, beating the shit out of cars with golf clubs and whatever he's done. Yeah. Oh, I didn't
1: know he did that. I thought that was just not David Lynch movie.
0: Um but MASH and Fargo. So have you seen the movie MASH, the movie version? Years ago, yeah. Yeah, same here. So long ago I barely remember. Um Robert Altman, obviously, and I think it was pretty uh for its time it was it was pretty uh, I don't know, shocking is not the right word, but uh, kind of avant-garde for a uh, a mainstream movie. But that was the period, too, when they were doing a lot of, you know, uh, a, a lot of more intellectual stuff in movies, I feel. Yeah, like. and it was
1: late 60s, early 70s. and Yeah,
0: 1970, I think it came out.
1: And I I assume Altman did his thing that he did his entire career where there's a lot of improv, or not improv, ad lib. I don't know if that's the same thing. Yeah, no. It.
0: I. I think he did have actors uh, improvise lines and stuff. Yeah.
1: And just kind of go with the feeling of the of the scene instead of actual script. Right, and I it's don't remember
0: if there was all the overlapping dialogue that he's also famous for or not in Mash. Um, but I, it, I do remember it was very quick. Yeah. The dialogue. Yeah. yeah.
1: I I watched it originally as a kid the first time because of came on TV, and the one reason was I wanted to see what the
0: what but, mash was based on
1: Yeah, but the other huge reason though, I was I wanted to see what the guy from Benson looked like. And I don't think I ever spotted him.
0: Who? René Abberjeanois was that the Yeah. yeah. I that dude's been around forever in in all kinds of shit. And uh and yet Benson's probably his – what Well, wasn't he also on one of the Star Trek things?
1: Yeah, I think it's either Benson or Star Trek depending on who you're talking to. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, if, if I went to his IMDb, it would probably be like three gigs. So I won't do that because I don't have that kind of bandwidth.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, me either. Um, but MASH, the movie, was, uh, as is well known, really, a, it was set in Korea, uh, but a commentary on the Vietnam War. Yeah, um, clearly. Which was smart. Like, it's it's kind of a way to remove it while the Vietnam war is actually still going on um, and, and set it in a different war, but, but it makes it easier to make, make points about it, I guess then, you know, it doesn't seem quite so like beat you over the head with Vietnam is wrong.
1: Right. Especially when people were still in Vietnam. Right. And you're making a funny movie about it. This would be uh, inappropriate. I don't know. just not, not a good idea.
0: Yeah. But, uh, uh, as I remember I, I did not see it as a kid, I saw it uh, later in life, but uh I was impressed by it and I, I remember thinking, Well this is uh this is a pretty hard tough thing to pull off this kind of wartime comedy. Um I mean Doctor Strangelove was like a Cold War comedy in a similar vein, black comedy, um but this was actually in in a war during war at a at a surgical unit. Um Doctor Strange Glove is such an
1: interesting movie. It's hilarious, and it's it, it's almost like a TV show. The production values, and it's almost it's a little bit shocking that it's a Stanley Kubrick movie. Yeah, it's, it's so different than what he came to do after that.
0: Yeah, it is like a it's like one of those old you know uh, Playhouse ninety shows or something almost.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have Peter Sellers playing. Doesn't he play like a, a few different parts in that? Or yeah. Does
0: he yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it is an, an interesting movie. I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen that in forever. Uh, but and, and I also haven't seen M.A.S.H. in forever, either the movie or the TV series. I did no research on M.A.S.H. for this episode. But I do believe I've spoken before on my uh, general blenness on the series of M.A.S.H.,
1: yeah, I, I I appreciate it a lot more than you do. I It's not something I seek out and I have not I didn't do any research either, but it when I do watch it I I I feel it uh funny and good.
0: Well, yeah, and and I th- I feel like that was the general consensus uh when it was on. I mean, it was I can see that it was smarter than a lot of the sitcoms that were on at the time.
1: And Alan Alda is however you feel about him politically or just as a personality, he's a terrific actor. He can do drama or, or, or comedy just with equal skill and both that skill on both being high. Cause I could do drama and comedy with equal skill, just being extra.
0: Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he was good. And, but he, I don't even know what season he came on. Like when it, the early episodes, like when you see, when you see those, it's all a bunch of people. You're like, what the fuck? It's the Trapper John dude and the Frank Burns and all those people.
1: Well, he was there from the
0: start. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, he it was, was. Uh, it was Honeycutt. Was that his name, BJ? Yeah, he's the who one who came, came on with. later. Yeah. Okay.
1: And but he, uh, by the end of the show, it it was the Alan Ellis show. He was writing half the episodes, directing half the episodes. His dad played his father on the show. I think the, the he had best friends on the show, so it was it was definitely it became more and more as the show ran his show. And that bugs a lot of people because it came more, less of a slapstick show, and more overtly political.
0: Yeah. Well, and
1: not necessarily Vietnam because Vietnam was long gone, but just anti, I don't know, just political.
0: Yeah. Very, uh, liberal. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, it was like Phil Donahue, except in a sitcom.
1: Exactly. And and what's really kind of weird is he was a, a huge womanizer as the show started and eventually he became the sensitive guy that didn't want to be a womanizer, but that was the basis of the characters so they couldn't go away from that. Right. They kind of, kind of tried to have it both ways by the time the show
0: was ending. He was kind of trying to marry Sue himself a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's as he got more involved in the writing and, and producing. I'm sure he was a producer. Um, I say that like I know.
1: I I would agree with you, and I don't know either.
0: The, I remember, um, one weird thing about it, and it seemed to, like, maybe it was, it was more of an early seasons thing, or maybe it was just something they did off and on occasionally, but, you know, they'd always have the scene of them in surgery up to their elbows in, uh, blood and gore, Mm -hmm. uh, but cracking jokes the whole time, which came from the movie, um. But then sometimes there would be no laugh track for that part.
1: The la- There's never a laugh track during the surgery during in the operating room. That was the one agreement that the producers of the show were able to make with with the network who wanted to laugh track the whole show, and the producers didn't want to laugh track at all. Oh. Apparently, when it fil- when it was shown in other countries, they were able to take the laugh track off the entire show. But in the U.S., there was never a laugh track in the ap- operating room, but the rest of the show had a laugh track.
0: Oh, okay. I, for some reason, I thought there were episodes where there was a laugh track during the operating scenes. Um, so that shoots my whole argument to hell.
1: But speaking of how it changed over the years, it is interesting how the, the and this is a lot to do to Alan Alda, is how the tone of the show changed from kind of like era to era of the show. That In the beginning, it was, it was like a slapstick kind of a fifties kind of show where there's a lot of stories about them drinking and getting women and playing pranks on the upper brass and that kind of thing. And that kind of got toned down to a more, more of a ensemble, uh, comedy where different characters would be doing different things in the middle years. And then at the end, it was more of the liberal comedy. that's just kind of observational comedy about how the, like political stuff. And I I think it's interesting how one show, without changing the setting, without changing what the show was about, was able to have so many different kind of, just a different, totally, it could, they're basically different shows from the the first season to the eleventh season with having a lot of the same cast.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, and because I think when it started, wasn't like Hot Lips Houlihan kind of, they made her kind of slutty or whatever. Well, no. in the
1: beginning, it was Hot Lips and Frank Burns, Frank not, not, Burns not necessarily
0: right. slutty, but very sexual with him. That okay, was... right, and everybody hated Frank Burns. Right, and hated her because she was a hard ass. And and she, was she seen as kind of a gold digger for, for going out with Frank Burns, or just an idiot for? I going think out just with an idiot, okay, an idiot, and
1: yeah, and but they, I I think it was it was very kind of misogynistic the way she was looked down upon because she was having sex with a married man that's I what
0: that was... i was yeah that's what i was trying to get out with the sluttiness i wasn't making that uh, a value judgment i was using slutty in the as as a misogynistic kind of term yeah. yeah 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 um but then she became more of of a uh of an ensemble character who who had more to her yeah than i think eventually because frank him... burns died is that correct no no oh, that... he just got he just left <laughs>
1: His character was really one-note. So they they didn't do much with him, and there wasn't much they could do with him because he was just kind of an evil ass. He was just kind of a dick, yeah. And there was no other side to him. And he, she broke up with him and got married to someone else, and there was, he was just a bitter person for most of the season, and he just left the show. And the the story he had was he went he left, he left went AWOL, got sent back to the States, and became a doctor at a VA hospital. So he left the war and ended on his feet very happy. Um so he left the show that's the other interesting thing about the show how many people left in the show was still able to go on without any problems the 100- oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> like trapper John yeah trapper I John mean, left he obviously went on um, to be uh, gain about 500 pounds and a beard and lose all his hair and, and become a doctor in Los Angeles yeah well I didn't know that's where that show was set but yes <laughs> I don't know that it was either
1: <laughs> trapper John MD and uh, but the there was a character who died the the uh, I forget his name, McLean Stevenson, who left to do a, some terrible show where he was. Harry the, Blake. Henry Blake. Henry Blake. And I forget the name of the show, like The Half Fields and the McCoy, something like that. That's why he left. Anyway, he left the show and died when he left, so there was no coming back for him.
0: Yeah, it was like a helicopter crash or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then he was replaced with Sherman Potter, Harry Morgan, and. Uh, I guess all this doesn't matter, but it, I just think it's interesting how they were able to replace all these actors and still have a really popular show all with right. it. But I think that's the thing they did well on like Bewitched, is they replaced these characters with totally different characters.
0: Yeah. Well, which is a, probably a good thing in the case of like Frank Burns who, yeah, like you said, yeah. was so one dimensional. Um,
1: yeah, they replaced him with Winchester, who was a snobby guy, but who also had a heart. Like he didn't. There so was, was still the the conflict between the other roommates, but it wasn't
0: a total conflict. Winchester was David Ogden Steers. Steers was it? Yeah, but yeah. He was a good character. He was, he, yeah. It, he he was like a trust fund baby, um, set down in the middle of a war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, don't forget Klinger, which might be the worst part of the show. It's so, uh, it so would not fly today, Clinger's character. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I mean, even at the time, it was not especially
1: funny. I can't imagine to adults. But it was there and stupid.
0: Well, cro- I guess cross dressing is one of those things that people, for some reason, think is always funny, <laughs> despite all evidence to the contrary.
1: I guess. There goes Milton Berle's career.
0: Do you, Well, yeah. Do you remember the the cross-dressing show of a couple years ago that lasted like two episodes and it looked like the worst, the most terrible thing? It was like a, uh, it was like basically "Bosom Buddies, but in the 2010s, it was like an ABC show. And I remember seeing the commercials and just thinking this is going to be the worst piece of shit.
1: Oh, uh, Dynasty 2012? Yeah. Yeah, I never got a chance to watch that.
0: And I think uh some of the like the writers for friends created it or something, so which is I think the only reason it got on the air. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no. Klinger uh trying to get out of the army uh by pretending to be crazy and and so he was cross-dressing, that was his...
1: Yeah, constantly caught cross-dressing. I think it would have been more interesting and funny if it was constantly different kinds of crazy, but it was always the same. A couple times he'd do other things, like try to eat a Jeep, but mostly it was the same crazy.
0: Yeah, I, and it should have been more uh, Jeep-eating uh, shenanigans, I I agree. The, the cross-dressing, like, you would think after 11 years when the cross-dressing thing is not working out to get you oh, out of...
1: They, to be fair, they did stop it first earlier than eleven years. That Radar left, who was the company clerk, and Klinger became the company clerk. And at that time, they eliminated all the cross dressing, and they, I think, they eliminated all the crazy stuff too, because he was he had actual a position of power. Did he? Well, not power, but he was a company clerk. He had a position of, of responsibility in the show, and he didn't cross dress anymore.
0: Yeah, I, I mean. You'd you know you think with the schnoz like that, uh, it just it's so regal. They would have given him power before that. But
1: and going back to a previous episode, Jamie Farr was a was a
0: a, a common guest on all those those game shows on in the '70s. Match game, especially, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and Radar Gary Berghoff, apparent Berghoff, is uh apparently uh quite the Twitter celebrity, and he like talks shit about a lot of. Uh, celebrities from the 70s and uh especially Alan Alda he has nothing good to say about Alan Alda I had no idea Yeah um but I don't think uh, I haven't checked in a while I think his account was unverified so people were not sure that it was really him but uh most people thought it thought it was so
1: Oh I I I don't know which version of the truth I prefer
0: I know I don't either it's funny either way Yeah yeah but yeah, you're right. I mean, there were good characters. I just felt like the show, um, especially by the time I was into it, was was way too uh, into the political shit. Like, it hit you over the head every yeah, week.
1: I th- I, th- I think when I watch those episodes now, it would be more glaring. But when I was a kid, I was watching them. It didn't. It just seemed like. Well, this is the kind of stuff I always find boring, so this is no different than than the news, so what do I care? <laughs> right. The funny true.
0: parts are making me laugh. Yeah, at least it's got some comedy, unlike the news. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> unless you're watching, uh, what's his name, Peter Jennings, who was always good for a laugh.
0: Yeah, or Walter Cronkite, who ended every, every newscast by slipping on a banana peel and saying, Oh, Dios mio! That was his catchphrase. Um, but yeah, for the most part, the news was pretty terrible.
1: Were we were we alive for Walter Cronkite? Like when you were a kid, was he still on?
0: I yeah. don't remember ever having. I don't him. remember either. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I feel like he was more. Uh, I know he was Vietnam era. I don't know if he still had a show, but you know what?
1: Yeah, I, I think by the '80s, he was kind of an elder statesman. He would show up for a, a, once in a while for a like a talking head segment, but that's it. Yeah, But he always had that catchphrase. oh I can't even say it. I, I'm not even going to try. You did such a good job. I don't want <laughs> to look bad. But the banana peel was always hilarious. He retired in 81.
0: Oh, okay. From the uh, CBS Evening News. So, yeah, pretty early on for us, especially for you.
1: He got replaced by Dan Rather. Was that CBS or was that ABC? I can't remember. Yeah,
0: Dan Rather was CBS.
1: And he had his own comedy stuff. It turned out to be a little too much for America. But Yeah.
0: For a uh, while. I mean, what's wrong with what's wrong with making up news?
1: Well, I know, especially in it's in the service of humor. Yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if he was trying to to be a serious journalist, but he was trying to make a joke, and all these all you idiots that didn't get the joke, well, bad on you.
0: I agree, and then uh, he was uh, replaced by Polly Shore, as we know, who was. Uh, Not funny at all on the news, so, or in any other aspect of uh, his
1: life. I did see him in the airport once. Not funny there either.
0: No, he seems like he would be kind of a dick. I base that on nothing. I base
1: it on your opinion, I as I do most of my opinions.
0: Was he, uh, did he have an entourage? Or was he just kind of hanging around sulking that nobody was coming up to him and I I just saw him walk by. I, I'm not really good at reading people's minds from how they walk at the airport. Oh, that's – well, you should learn.
2: But, you know, it's
1: this, I have. A, it's a really vague memory, and it went by really fast. But in this vague memory, which this part I know isn't true, I have him wearing those uh, – they weren't jams. But you remember those pants that people wore that were, like, colorful like jams were, but they were full-length pants? Yep. That's what I have him wearing.
0: I don't know why you think that's not true. I, yeah, I don't know if it's true or not. I, I guess that's true. It seems it, in it, character to
1: me. It really does.
0: So, let's do this. All right. Do mash modern day. Let's recast it. Oh, that's fun.
1: Yeah. It's Tough though. So, are we doing a TV show? So we should get, pick out TV actors.
0: Yeah. Although, but, I mean, TV actors is is like like I we've talked about before. I think TVs are better than movies. In a lot of cases nowadays you got like what Halle Berry's doing a TV series now. Yeah, it looks interesting. I I only I didn't really pay attention. I saw a commercial. I was like, "Shit, is that Halle Berry?" And then of course it was like in big letters, Halle Berry.
1: <laughs> it looks like she's a she had a she got pregnant while she was alone on a space station.
0: That can kind of that's what happens when you uh, go into space if we've learned nothing else from Alien that robot dude got pregnant.
1: Yeah. I, so I, you agree with me? We should dismantle NASA.
0: Oh, I mean, I, I think, I think we should have done that long ago, like pre moon landing.
1: And all the money that go goes into space tra- uh, travel, we should do into exploring the bottom of the sea, where the real secrets of the universe lie.
0: I agree, and and who knows how much uh, uranium. I don't. I don't and know what, why I said that. What, What's really interesting is people
1: have been so obsessed about exploring space but that's limited. You can once you get to the edge of the universe you're done. No one knows how far deep the ocean is. It's so true. you can go down and you
0: it might keep going. So yeah, you could I go just, even up to 20,000 leagues under the sea. I would think. And and just like on earth um like the the deeper you get into the ocean The uglier all the creatures are so that's why people who live like on mountains and in hills are beautiful but uh people in the valley fuggos so as as on the sea uh as on earth i think that's a bible quote so perfect looking people
1: live on the moon on the dark side because that's the highest point of Earth. The moon.
0: They do, and and it's on the dark side because uh, if we actually ever could see them, like with telescopes, um, it we wouldn't be able to stand their beauty, and we'd go. Well, of course, we'd all have insane.
1: instant orgasms just by seeing them.
0: Right, right. Which uh, is
1: what what happens when you
0: see the face of God as well. The so, Mash. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it'd l- cast the show. L- Who l- would play Al- Alan Alda? You know who I think would play Alan Alda? Uh, I'm not joking either. I'm being serious. Uh, David Schwimmer. I think he would do a good job. Do you mm. totally disagree, I, I take from your silence?
1: No, I'm, I'm just trying to picture it. He's He would do a good job. I, I think that's a very good choice. Yeah. Because um, he can do that silly kind of... I don't know if he could be as well. I don't know. If, yeah, I don't know if he could be as, as charming. That's the only thing I would find missing in the David Schwimmer portrayal of Hawkeye.
0: I know what you're saying. Who who would you think maybe more charismatic?
1: I'm not sure. I, David Schwimmer is a is a good choice. Let's
0: keep going. Uh, uh,
1: if I can come up with something, I'll I will tell you. Okay,
0: um, I'm go going down the, the main characters from the uh, from the Wikipedia page. Trapper John. Do we need Trapper John? Is
1: or do you go with? With the other guy,
0: the, later period. I think you go with B.J. Honeycutt.
1: because he's more a piece of the TV show. Chopper John's from the movie. Yeah, let's go with B.J. Honeycutt. and
0: that I am. Oh, that's not... a tough one. Um, Matthew Perry. <laughs> that's a good choice. No, I don't. I don't know who would B.J. Honeycut.
1: He's kind of uh, a prankster kind of guy. Contemporary and has to have blonde hair. Wait, well, he could has to. Jim. Have... He doesn't have to. He has lighter hair than David Schwimmer.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that's not hard. Um, I know. You. Oh, it could be Jim from The Office. It could be Jim. I see. That's another one where I'm like, I don't know if he has the charisma necessarily. Um, but he might work. You know who? You know who else might work? Although he might be better as either Radar or Clinger. Um. Joe Latrulio from uh, Brooklyn oh, 9 he's, he's Klinger. Yeah, he's, he's Klinger. Okay, he's so Klinger. Yeah, that's, he's our Klinger for sure. Yeah, that's Perfect.
1: That's for, so it's choice for Klinger. And going back to Brooklyn 99, 9 Andy Sandberg wouldn't be a bad Hawkeye.
0: No, he would be actually quite, maybe better than David Schwimmer. I don't know. That, that's a that's a tough one. I think they'd both work as Hawkeye. Um, yeah, so BJ Honeycutt. Yeah, Jim from The Office.
1: There's no reason. we. Now I'm thinking about it. There's no, we're kind of being... Racist. They're, they're, th- these guys could be black. We're picking white guys for all these parts.
0: No, it's true. Uh, well, I'm also just thinking of the the original characters and, and trying to think of, like, personality-wise. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, kind of what fits. So, no, mm-hmm. it could be... Because I was thinking of, uh, actually, also for Klinger of uh, Kamel Nangiani. Do you know who he is? The name doesn't
1: sound familiar.
0: Okay. Have you seen... Have you seen um, Silicon Valley? Mm-hmm. He's, oh, that he's guy. He's the Indian dude on there, yeah.
1: I don't, I think he'd be a, I think Joe Luturio is a perfect clinger. Oh, he is. You're right. The, uh, but that that guy would probably be a good radar,
0: maybe. Let me think. Oh, no.
1: Oh, he would be a good radar if you changed the part a little bit. He's not from Kansas. Maybe he's from, yeah, I think he'd be a good, a good radar.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. All right. that That's settled. Okay, uh. Sherman T. Potter. That's a tough one.
1: I was just I mean this is not David Allen Greer. I've been watching that that terrible uh bad teacher and that the he plays a principal in that and that's pretty much the same role.
0: Oh is it I haven't seen it at all but I'll go along with that David David Allen Greer. That's pretty good. Uh No, I could totally see that. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh f- we don't need Frank Burns, right? Are we Yeah, we'll go with uh David Ogden, what's the Winchester? Yeah, Winchester. And That's okay. a tough one. Winchester have, is a tough one. So who plays that kind of role well? That kind of like. Uh, I mean, all I can think up. of is Mr. Bell- Belvedere, but. uh <laughs> well, there's got to be somebody. He's about the same. He's just David Ogden Stiers, so. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be something, somebody more current who could do that. Um, so okay, wait, we've got, we've got, Schwimmer, uh, Jim from The Office uh, Kamail Nanjiani as radar, mm-hmm. David Allen Greer as Potter. Yes. Uh, and who, who else? Did, oh, oh, and Joe Latrulio of course, as Klinger.
1: And, uh, I think we can just because Amy Poehler is awesome. We can put her as hot lips.
0: Yep. Amy Poehler is hot lips for sure. And this
1: is the later hot lips, not the, the, not the, the, tw- on, the
0: badly written, uh, char- version of the character. Right. The, the, uh, we hate women version. Yes. Um, all right. So wait, who are we on now? Oh, oh, Winchester. Winchester. Man, that's that's a tough one. Um, and you got you know, who might be good at that? Just because I like him and I think he could probably pull off.
1: Oh, I have a perfect person. I can't wait to hear who you say because I my was going to say J.K. Simmons. But oh, that's really good. But my, I think my person's better. Andrew Daly. I think that's his name. The guy from the that's on Comedy Bang Bang a lot. The Andrew Daly. Guy. Oh Andy, hell yeah, yeah he'd yeah.
0: be perfect. No, he's better. Andy, all right, Andy Daly is Winchester. Yeah, he and he's got that look too. So
1: yeah, <laughs> now this is a show I kind of want to watch.
0: Me too. Uh, <laughs> somebody needs to get on this. All right, we got Oh, Father Mulcahy. Eh, who cares? He is boring. Um, yeah, and they kind of
1: a lot of the use for his character they negated by bringing the the doctor, the psychologist on.
0: But, yeah, I don't know. He's oh, the boy. psychologist was kind of boring, too, though. That yeah, bald yeah. dude with the mustache. So oh, he, he wasn't did. bald. No, he had a, a he kind had the, of 70s fro. A fro, yeah. Um, I know. Do we need to do Father Mulcahy? I, this is the 2014s now. I, I The 2014s.
1: Yeah, I, this is the 2014s. So they wouldn't have a Father Mulcahy. Mulcahy. It would just be uh non-denominational chaplain. Right. Played by as is um what the get on sorry
0: yeah yeah he would be i see my thing with him too is like i think he's a funny stand up um i like him in small doses on parks and rec i don't i don't want him to be the focus so he would be good as as the chaplain well,
1: the other thing is i would like to see him playing a character that's not cuz it seems like the parks and rec character is basically him right i would but, like to see him playing something that's not in,
0: in any way him to see if he could be funny yeah no, I agree. So we got a pretty good I think that's a man. We need to we need to get in touch with people in Hollywood because
1: this would be great and people yeah. would watch it cuz it's mash. The thing is when I said we were doing all white people I was trying to think of a way to put to force Terry Crews into this cast and I, he didn't really fit in any of the roles but man, he's funny.
0: No, he's yeah, he's not uh he he there's no there's no character for him in the mash world I feel like um that that really fits at all. So
1: not a regular character. He could be someone in the hospital, like a, a a soldier who's recovering.
0: Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, you can you can get tons of great guest stars on the show. And I'm, I'm looking at uh at right now. Um, sorry. What what is what is this recurring characters? And I don't remember most of these. So I, I like uh, Nurse Kelly, Igor Straminsky.
1: I I remember Igor. He's These are the
0: Rizzo, Sidney Freeman. He Wait, was Sidney Freeman the uh, psychologist? Yeah. yeah. Rizzo's the guy that is, uh, was
1: the security guard in Mannequin. Oh, Not the I... character, the actor.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam Flagg. Spearchucker jones that was that was the unfortunately named black character who only appeared in the first season you gotta be fucking shitting me they had a character named Spearchucker jones who i believe comes from the movie and i mean then, it, in the movie i could see it you know being being a commentary but i think but they when you put that on really, a tv show you
1: yeah, it only lasted one year and then he was gone
0: yeah um there's ugly john no idea yeah okay so forget it i think we've got our cast yeah, yeah. And I, the the only one I'm like, not super sure about is Schwimmer, but I think I think given the opportunity, he could do something with it.
1: Yeah, it's the charming parts the only the only part that is missing with him. But and then like you said, Sandberg has the same problem. Yeah. No, no, you're saying Jim has the same problem, but Sandberg would have the same problem. There's, yeah, Alan is a one of the kind kind of guy. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Difficult role to cast um Clooney could do it Clooney, yeah Clooney could do it um but
1: he's oh not, you know who could do it john ham he's just finishing his show
0: he's oh ready no shit john ham could oh that's he was, he'd be perfect that's better than schwimmer john ham and he's a funny dude yep so, all right john ham even better awesome. we this is the perfect cast <laughs> this <laughs> is this is a show i'll watch I can't wait. I'm watching it in my head right now. Um, laugh track or no laugh track? No laugh track. Even better. Got to be no laugh track.
1: Of course, in the original MASH, they had, I, 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 I don't know what origin, uh, what country he's from, or I mean, his uh, ethnicity, I, he could have been Chinese, could have been Japanese, but he played uh, like 10 different Korean characters. I don't remember
0: the actor's name, but they had the same guy playing all these different characters. Rod Steiger? Um, I think it was Lawrence Turney. Oh, I always get them mixed up. Um, I think we're actually done with MASH. We didn't. Even...
1: I, I can't believe we talked about MASH for this
0: long. I will.
1: <laughs> the whole point of this episode was to talk about Fargo, and I'm kind of impressed we had so much to say about MASH.
0: Well, the fact that most of our MASH discussion was taken up by us making up a new version of MASH, I think, helped. <laughs> Um, well, all right. Let's. You want to take a quick break, and we'll get into Fargo.
1: That sounds good to me.
0: All right.
2: We had a comrade, a brave comrade. He could talk for whole days, but then he tried to be a hero. Tried talking about champagne. Wearing earphones oh. He almost died For conversation Hallucinations Good vibrations Van Dyke Park greyhound racing Stiple chasing, The Reformation Transubstantiation in his creation The land of the Thracians And right
0: back to the start It's gonna take some Time and patience we're back and we have some amendments to our mash casting we thought of some better we're sorry that we're the original topic is bleeding into the second half of the show i'm not sorry at all you can all uh, you know what you can do
1: you get this for free
0: um so for instead of jim from the office for bj Honeycut, adam scott which is perfect perfect
1: i don't know why we didn't think of it originally john thought of it and that's yeah, there's nothing better. And, then and Pat instead
0: thought of for Hot Lips Houlihan.
1: instead of Amy Poehler, Jessica St. Clair, who's really, really funny, and we've talked about her before on the on the podcast because she's on uh, Comedy Bang Bang.
0: Yeah, uh, this is this is gold in a bottle, dude.
1: Yeah, let's get this made.
0: Much like uh, Mountain Dew. It, yeah, it's let's do it for real. Like I'll I'll write some scripts even even uh but yeah that that's perfect we we obviously need to be working at networks uh, as we said millions of times um and and let's make this happen uh but let's move on to fargo um so this one when i heard they were making a series of this you were probably the same way i was like what the fuck yeah how are they going to make this work
1: well, before we talk about this series, let's talk about the fact that there was a series before this that never got on the air.
0: Of Fargo? Is,
1: yeah, and that is crazy that I only heard of that recently. They they filmed the pilot with oh, the wife from The Sopranos played the sheriff character.
0: And the original... Oh, you told me that before. Yeah, I vaguely recall.
1: And the original Fargo had nothing. The Coen brothers did not approve of it at all. It just was made without their, their approval. And it, I think they did the pilot and that was it. And it was before The Sopranos... So how that happened, I have no idea.
0: Well, that's too bad. I mean, the the script was probably shit, um, which is why I didn't get on the air. But Edie Falco, I could totally picture in the in the uh, role of the of Marge.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the script was probably shit, and really, it's kind of it, it's always bad when you take something that's so awesome and try to spin it off and just do the same thing. Which is what's one of the things that's great about the TV show—they don't
0: try to do the same exact thing nope it's got the same tone yes they they maintain the tone but it's otherwise it's its own thing which is awesome
1: so we're only about halfway through the show at this point right and
0: six episodes i think have aired as we're recording this so
1: and i think there's a plan for maybe 12 or 10 i'm not sure which uh but whatever yeah 10 but um we might give some spoilers you don't think that's a big deal do you
0: no i don't I don't ever care about spoilers. I feel like if people are listening, yeah, uh, they they kind of expect to have spoilers. So,
1: so the the only parts of the show I haven't enjoyed is when they get too close to the original movie, not in not in tone. I'm fine with that, but when they get too close to plot of the original movie, like the past couple episodes, they show that the money from the original movie or money similar to it had, was found by Oliver Platt's character, and I thought that was a little cheesy.
0: Wait, the money. Wait, the money wasn't fa- the money was found by some dude who was stuck mean? with his Are you talking about the money in the snow like that was that dude with his wife in the car? That was all fa- her pla- That was a flashback to when he was young. No shit. I didn't get that at all.
1: Yeah, and that's why that's when he kept hearing you have to return the money. That's what the he thought God was telling him that wasn't your money to take. You have to return that.
0: Well, I'm a fucking idiot. I thought this was uh the ransom money that he was paying. Uh huh. Uh, for for the uh, the blackmailing, I thought he had stuck it out there, and then some other dude had just come along and randomly found it.
1: Well, that was that happened. I mean, he didn't he didn't bury the money. To, oh, so you're thinking that was like a flash I th- forward? I, yeah, I thought
0: it was exactly. That's exactly what I thought. Yes.
1: N- I don't think so. I think that was supposed to be back when he nope. was tr- driving. Yeah, it,
0: makes, it makes sense. Your version, yeah.
1: Moving to Minnesota, so,
0: and that was a little cheesy to me. Like this is.
1: In effect, this was the, the stuff that Steve Buscemi buried in Fargo.
0: Right. That was a little goofy. No, I I agree with that. And you're like, I don't see how you're not gonna get some of that with this mm-hmm. show based on based loosely on the movie.
1: Right, but to have it like such a big part of the, the, the this character's life was just I didn't like that. I don't know. The fact that he had the, the ice scraper hanging on his wall as like a a, a, statue, a memento. A, a memento, yeah. Yeah. So like, what did you think that was hanging on the wall for? I d- had no idea, dude.
0: <laughs> I've d- I thought the dude was just goofy.
1: And he he is.
0: But the we should talk about the actors. You mentioned Oliver Platt. Yes. Um,
1: he's very good in the show. I've, I've always been a fan of his. I I think he does good work when he has a chance to.
0: Yeah, he's always good. Um, he he kind of, like, for a while he was part of that. Well, I don't even know if he was part of it. But, you know, what was that? I don't. Know, there was some shitty movie with about people coming back from the dead uh, with Julia Roberts and I don't know Kevin Bacon and I think Oliver Platt was in it. Oh, uh, sleepers. Yeah, and I think that was, a, and maybe he wasn't even in that, and I'm I'm just conflating it with something else. But I remember him being like one of those <laughs> yeah. young Hollywood dudes, but but uh, he was not you know he was not matinee idol looking, um, which is why I think he's actually gone farther i mean they he obviously got cast because of his acting skills rather than you know say julia roberts or or keifer sutherland at the time or whatever
1: well you know right now i'm in my little virtual reality headset looking at uh, oliver platt's mantle and i don't see any oscars no
0: no oscars for oliver but julia roberts there's 10 yeah yeah julia roberts has 10 Kiefer sutherland uh 13 i think yeah. kevin bacon um at what, 57? Well, that's just because of that game.
1: Yeah, that's true. They give him one for everyone who's ever been in a movie with him.
0: Yeah, yeah. For all the degrees, he gets he gets one. Um, and weirdly, he also gets... He's got a couple for um, costuming. But whatever. Yeah, uh, no, no Oliver he's, Plant.
1: He's this generation's Betsy Ross. Anyway, let's get back to the cast. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, Billy Bob the, the, Thornton. Also Bob an Academy Award bad.
0: winner, I think. I think he won for Sling Blade, or I think he did too. Yeah, at maybe. least for writing, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. Very good in this. Very, very good. Yeah. Obviously, he... kind of a crazy motherfucker um, <laughs> in real life, but it it works. I don't get the deal with his haircut, but whatever, it fits the character.
1: I don't. What's wrong with his haircut? I mean, I don't even notice. I guess.
0: Oh, you, well. You need to pay attention because it's pretty uh, it's pretty heinous. Okay, it's just as bad. Yeah, yeah, it's a really bad haircut. And,
1: I, and then he kind of changes it when he's a pastor. So he, he knows it's a bad haircut.
0: Right. And I at first I thought maybe this was set in the past.
1: Oh, and it, yeah.
0: Um, but but recently we've found that it is not. Or at least I realized it recently because they made some mention of, of the year. Um, and it's, it's current or fairly current. This is all taking place. Uh, Colin Hanks is good. I mean, he plays kind of the nebishy cop role well.
1: Yeah, the, the cop who did, never wanted to be a cop. Right. That's, that's a character I don't think I've ever seen before.
0: Yeah, and, and he's kind of ineffectual, but also along with uh the Marge character, who's not named Marge, um, who is also very good, Uh, uh he and her are both the ones who are the best at figuring out what's actually going on when nobody else is even looking in the right place yeah
1: and I'm i'm kind of happy that they've turned bob Bob odenkirk who started as kind of a buffoon and but they've made it him into more of a
0: not he's still a buffoon but he's he's it's not he's listening yes he's he's not just uh right he's not just doing the standard um bad lieutenant thing of of ignoring the the clues that his detectives are giving him and and uh, yeah, no, I like that too. Um, because I mean,
1: he's, he still went to, to, I guess where uh, Duluth and let the guy go, but that wasn't his fault. He's listening about Lester, who's played by Martin Freeman, played really well by Martin Freeman. I, I don't know if you were saving him to Lester because he was the best, but I think he is the best for the I, cast.
0: I think he's the best too. Yeah, for sure. And, and uh, he, he's, I mean, he's basically doing the William H. Macy character from far from the movie Fargo. Um, and,
1: yeah, and being compared to William H Macy, who was perfect in that movie, it, you you think he couldn't even hold a candle to it, but he is.
0: Yeah. Yep. Nope. Totally. And, that, and
1: in the first episode, I think even though he killed somebody, you kind of feel sorry for him. You kind of feel like things got out of control. But as the show goes on, you feel less and less sorry for him.
0: Yeah, you do. He's he's got problems. He's not a he's not a great guy <laughs> underneath. Uh, all this, all that uh, midwestern politeness is is hiding. Something more monstrous,
1: and I—I it
0: took was Billy Bob Thornton to bring it out. Yep, um, and Billy Bob Thornton could do it. The—the the, uh, there's an actor that really annoys me um, usually, who's in this too, and he's the—the uh, the guy with the deaf brother. Oh, i didn't realize they're brothers. Adam Adam Goldberg. Adam Goldberg. Uh, he's just a little too weird and and creepy. Um, and that, I mean, I think that's just like, uh, a personal thing, the way he affects me. Oh, like, it, I don't it, think he's bad in the role. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but he's, he's a little weird and creepy to me. I it, don't
1: know. It, it seems like he doesn't seem in this role. I think he's fine, but it just doesn't seem like someone who would be from Minnesota. No, but he maybe he's from not supposed Brooklyn. to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he's supposed to be either. Um, but yeah, really, really good cast, and and I'm very impressed about the way they've managed to make it, uh, for the most part, its own story uh, just extremely loosely based on Fargo rather than, well, well, how could you do the movie of Fargo and redo it as a series? Like, you, you would have to stretch it out so far, it wouldn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, it'd be idiotic. Yeah. I thought the the first episode. I haven't noticed it as much in the first in the, the the episodes since then. But the first episode I thought was filmed really, cinematically. It was it was like it was framed interestingly. It was neat cinema, cinematography. I haven't noticed it as much since then. But I, I really noticed that in the first episode.
0: Oh really? I I I feel like it's pretty cinematic throughout. Usually. Okay. You know that, that I just
1: haven't picked up on it.
0: Yeah. At the beginning of every episode, it seems like or most episodes. There's um, some long, uh, wide shot of of snow and maybe a car traveling through the snow or something. Yeah, I, f- I find it very. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not as as nice to look at a- and as well framed, say as Mad Men, but I, I still find it uh, very cinematic. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting that every episode has been written by the same guy. Oh, has it really?
1: Mm-hmm. The creator Noah Hawley has written everything.
0: That's that's uh, very unusual for TV shows.
1: Yeah, it's that's like a what's his name did that for The West Wing for a couple seasons until he burned out.
0: Oh yeah, uh, what is his name?
1: Uh, it's uh, Joe Porter.
0: Joe Porter, of course, uh, brother to Cole.
1: Yes, C O A
0: L, not not Cole Porter, the the uh, songwriter. Right, the, the guy that's famous for uh, making coal. Right, right. Coal pork. Out of diamonds. Uh, his, his screen name is Aaron Sorkin. Oh, right. Screen name Aaron Sorkin. I, yeah. who uh, I, I, I have to watch The West Wing, I guess. That's the one everybody says. Um, but I have I feel like I haven't liked anything I've seen of Aaron Sorkin's. Oh, you didn't like Social Network? I, I didn't see Social Network. Oh, okay. That was, I like that. Uh,
1: yeah, the, the West Wing's probably his best television work
0: oh the sports
1: news show is supposed to be good i haven't watched that whole I, thing. I didn't like that i saw no. okay. i saw
0: that um but that might just have to do with my distaste for sports in general too well you
1: there's uh sports shows that you've watched and enjoyed oh uh, actually there isn't you didn't like the league
0: i uh, i think the league learned. is okay yeah i think it relies too much on uh on like low humor Yeah,
1: yeah, we agree on that. Yeah, yeah. But you don't dislike it because of the sports, so at least that has that going for it.
0: No, no, yeah, no. Um, But sports, 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 sports. That's a Simpsons uh, reference. It's also um, a Huey Lewis album, Uh, like the deluxe edition, that's what they called it. Because it's like five times the fun of the original. Um, it's
1: also the Huey Lewis album. If you just happen to buy five
0: copies, that is true. And you, you line them up next to each other on your shelf. Um,
1: it's also what I used to say when I was working at Sam Goody and cataloging the Huey Lewis stuff, but oh, I would yeah. call all, all the Huey Lewis albums sports, even though the other ones weren't called that even hip to hip to be square c- c- single.
0: You were just like sports. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I, I did the same thing when I worked at, uh, well, I didn't work at Sam Goody, but I did work at the warehouse. Um, Oh, the place where you buy suits? No, no, not the men's warehouse. Just the warehouse. uh, W-H-E-R-E house. It was kind of a psychedelic name. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. for a record store. Get it. And uh, I used to do the same thing with Iron Maiden albums. i just call them sports. Oh. Because they seem like good sports.
1: That's true, because everyone makes fun of them, and they never really get upset about it.
0: No, uh, they don't. I'm sure... um, I'm sure their billions of dollars helped them not get upset about it. Uh yeah, w- yeah, I had I had code words for for like all the uh all the artists that I would when I would put them away. So I would always get confused when somebody would come in and ask for the like the new R.E.M. album.
1: Uh, what and, was your code word for R.E.M.? Um
0: banana fudge. And, and so I, I was just like, "What?" Oh, uh, so
1: they they'd ask for REM, and you say, "Oh, I, I, you mean banana fudge?"
0: Right, right. And then and then they would uh, usually kick me in the shins and spit on me and walk out. Um, I just
1: did a, a Google search for banana fudge, and it's uh, image search, and it's all pictures of Michael Stipe.
0: Yeah. See, now that's one of those things where what was going on in my head somehow made it onto the internet. That's neat. Yeah. Yeah, it happens occasionally. Um, I I mean, I don't even want to tell you to uh, look up gummy bears because you don't want to know. You don't want to know what that's code for.
1: Um, I have to admit something. Yeah, I've never worked for Sam Goody.
0: Oh, I've never worked for the warehouse either. Oh man. But I did. I did like tell customers when they came in. I would like. I would pretend that I worked there. Oh, that's. And that's be fair. like. You want the new Banana Fudge album? It's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, Fargo. I think I think really works better than I was expecting it to. The the TV show.
1: I I agree. I, I don't think it's better than it has any right to be.
0: It is. I didn't have uh, all that high hopes, even though even though uh, the cast I knew uh, would would be decent at least. Um, and they're better than decent on the show. Um, but it's it's just such it's so tricky of a thing to pull off, but but the creator has managed to make it work so far for six episodes at least, which is no small feat.
1: Well, that was my question to you. Do you know if it's going to be more than a one-season deal?
0: I don't know. I don't see how it can be. I think um, unless they just change the story up and change yeah. up the characters. I, I, yeah, I think it has to be just a one-season deal. Because it seems like... It, everything's heading for badness. Like there's a lot of, it's a very, uh, tension filled show Mm -hmm. where, where you're just like, Oh shit, shit's going down. How are they going to get out of this? And do you want them to get out of it? Because they're pretty terrible people.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't want them to get, you want to see how Molly and Colin Hanks are going to save the day or at least, uh, mitigate the bad things from happening. I mean, the, the, Billy Bob Thornton's character is just so. Not only is he he's he's just a, a chaos personified. He just wants bad things to happen all around him. He's at staying at that hotel, and he has the the kid working for the hotel put sugar in his boss's tank, his boss's tank for no reason. It helps him in any way.
0: Right. He's he's close to a sociopath. I mean, he's he's pretty pretty much got the thousand yard stare going most of the time, um, and he doesn't seem to feel anything about. Uh, murder and mayhem but yeah. then he's he's also like you're you said kind of like uh kind of a prankster in a way but in an evil way right right so basically all his joy comes from uh sadism so yeah no it's a he's a good character it's a really good show uh surprisingly and i uh i recommend it i don't really have a lot to say about it more, I
1: wonder if I mean I guess there's no reason for them to do it, but it would be kind of interesting to have cameos from the original show. That would be the kind of thing that would annoy me, but it also make me happy. So I don't kinda know which cool. way, yeah,
0: which way I lean. But it would be really neat to see Steve Buscemi in a nope. scene. Steve Buscemi in anything, yeah, I agree. <laughs> even that uh, that creepy—I don't even know what he is—like Eastern European-looking dude that worked with Steve Buscemi, yeah. also on Seinfeld, who's Who's also a master of just, like, creepiness and weirdness.
1: What was he on Seinfeld? I didn't know he was on Seinfeld. Uh,
0: he played, like, the dude who was the electrician to help George get the Frogger. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: N- never put that together. That's funny.
0: Yeah, but he's a fucking weirdo. Um, and But much more of a genuine weirdo, I feel like, than Adam Goldberg.
1: Oh, the actor. You're not just talking about the character
0: from Fargo, but the actor. No, yeah. but the actual actor, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it, maybe I'm projecting, but
1: yeah, uh, I don't know. You... And they did, it's neat that they had like just small references to the movie in the show, not, not references, but the fact that the sheriff's wife was pregnant is like, Oh, this is a little, uh, uh, this not, I just, it's, it's a like parallel. A,
0: yeah, it's like a little, it's like an homage, but it's not any kind of overt make you groan type of right. uh, Jesus.
1: Yeah. If Molly were pregnant in this show, it would be kind of goofy, but the, the, the the head guy's wife makes sense. Right. And I was very shocked. I mean, I know this is the setting up things in the first episode, but I was shocked that he, he
0: died. Oh, me too. I, I expected him to be uh, like one of the main guys in it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't expect Bob Odenkirk to have such a big part either. I guess he
0: should because he's famous, but I didn't. And he's very good in it. Oh yeah. Bob Odenkirk, we've got to mention another, another very, he does a very good job as well. Um all right I, I'm done with Fargo if you are <laughs> yeah I have nothing else to say yeah, me either I've been faking it for the past twenty minutes um but good people should watch it so uh yeah, if you like the original show,
1: you will like Fargo and even if you've never seen the I mean not the original show the original movie if you've never seen the original movie and you like crime shows I think you'd like Fargo yeah,
0: I think so too it's it's uh, like it's I said, a- I'm, I'm impressed with the way they capture the tone. That's that's difficult to do.
1: It is a show that requires you to watch all the episodes or not necessarily all the episodes, but at least most of the episodes, because it's not none of the episodes are standalone.
0: No, they're not. It's not law and order. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, recommendations. I do. you have one? I do. I'm actually gonna, I actually mentioned it earlier, but uh, Silicon Valley. I'm gonna recommend HBO show. Um, I, I, as I think I've probably said on the show before, Mike Judge is another one um, who's never really worked for me. I mean, I guess I liked Beavis and Butthead when it first came out, uh, but I not have not been a fan of like Office Space or Idiocracy or um, King of the Hill. Like, I don't think that any of them were terrible. I just mm-hmm. didn't think any of them were all that good. They were they seem mediocre to me but this one i feel like uh he nailed it and it's got uh every everybody on the cast i think does a good job i mean the main the main guy the guy who uh developed this software is kind of a nebbish and and there's not a lot for his character to do but he plays him fine
1: yeah he's perfect in the role that uh i've only seen the first three episodes but that one where he's uh arguing with the guy over the naming rights he 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 plays it perfectly. Yeah, it, yeah, no, exactly right, and he's very
0: funny. He is, and T.J. Miller is probably the first thing I've liked him in. Um, I think he's really good.
1: T.J. Miller is that the the guy that's the the head of the
0: the slob dude? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with the really weird uh, beard sideburn thing going. Yeah. Um, I think he's actually great. Camille Nanjiani again. Um, like not a lot for him to do, but he does it well. And, uh, Gabe from the office is on it.
1: The Gabe from the office might be my, my favorite part of the show. He's, he's really funny. In it.
0: He's really good. Uh, and who else is on it that I was the
1: guy from whose name I forget from freaks and geeks.
0: Yeah. Martin Starr. That's who I was. Martin was who who kind of plays the same character he played on party down and yeah, just I just completely it's... disaffected and he's like a Satan worshiper and
1: I don't especially care for him in this show because it is the same character he's done so many times. and I know he can be funnier than that. but whatever.
0: But yeah, I think he's fine. Um, so yeah, that's my recommendation. and uh, and I'm I'd agree with
1: that. That's a fun show. I was
0: surprised by how good it was. I, and but I do like Mike judge.
1: So but the thing is it, for me, so far, it hasn't been like laugh out loud, funny as much as just
0: amusing. Like oh, I'm yeah. One scene that
1: each episode that I've, la- I mean, the, the last episode I watched, there's only one scene I really laughed out loud at.
0: I so. can see that, but I have laughed at la- out loud at every episode, which is I've, is no, a big a, deal for me. Yeah, so.
1: yeah. The the I I don't know if you remember the episode where he's coming, the guy with the name rights is coming over, and the, somebody says, "Just say your name." And human oh, Gabe says, "Just say your name and humanizes you." So he's not going to beat you. So <laughs> yes. They're all repeating their name, and it is so
0: funny. <laughs> yeah, it was great
1: the The thing that doesn't make me laugh is this. Kind of amuses me. Is there is a character in that show who is the the money man, and uh, he he kind of acts like he has Asperger's. Asperger's,
0: just, dude. Yeah, just, yeah. He's the like the big, I guess, kind of Steve Jobs type person, or whatever. Or whatever. He's a he's a billionaire.
1: Yeah, the, the, the angel investor. He so far he hasn't been especially funny. Just kind of interesting.
0: No, I agree. It's a little. It's a little too much into the Asperger's, yeah, thing yeah. with him. Um, but uh, okay, so yeah, that's mine.
1: My recommendation has a little bit in common with yours because Gabe from the office is in it. It is a show called Playing House. It's on I think USA or TBS, one of those kind of networks, and it's really funny and has, uh, Joy Sinclair and Jessica Lena Parhan- Sinclair. Jessica, I don't know why I keep saying Jessica St. Clair and Lennon Parham.
0: Oh, it's their and, new show. It's actually good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. So it's it's a stupid setup. Uh, the the Lennon, Lennon Parham is pregnant, and her husband is cheating online. And Jessica St. Clair quits her high pressure job to come and help her have the baby. And stupid setup, funny show. Gabe plays Lennon Parham's brother, and he's funny in it. And Laugh Track or no? No Laugh Track. Oh,
0: good. Thank God. All right. I'm, I'm going to check it's, that out then, Playing it, House.
1: It's had, had some good... Zach Woods is, is uh, Gabe's name, so now I'll remember. It's has, had, had some good good guest stars like Jane Jane Kaczmarek from uh, Malcolm in the Middle. And Andrew Daly was on an episode. So it's had some good guest stars. The guy from Key and Peele has a regular... Recurring role playing, uh, Jessica Jessica St ex boyfriend, and it, the thing I like about it, he's happily married, so it's not like there's any romance ensuing. So it's just he's just a, a character in the show. Nice. And oh, another guest star was the guy from Thirty Rock who was played the writer uh, that always got made fun of.
0: Lots. Lots. Lots was on it. Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm going to... Good. I'm going to check that out. I'm looking for something new to watch, so... Uh, playing House.
1: Playing House, yeah. All
0: right. I... Well, uh, I'm done. I'm done. All right. Uh, do the spiel. I can't think right now.
1: Oh, right. Like us on Facebook. Tell your friends to listen to the show and like us on Facebook and enjoy the show. Uh write to us at, at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to appear on the show with us, or would just like us to stop doing the show. And what was the last
0: thing we like people to do? Oh, write us highly on iTunes. Yeah. Just give us some stars on iTunes. You don't have to write a review.
1: No, yeah, no, no review, a review is, is definitely welcome. If you'd like to write us a, a, pra- a review of great praise, but if you don't want to just click the star five stars or six stars or 10 stars.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no reviews is good reviews. That's that's what uh, Gary Ganoo used to say. So, um, yeah. All right. Well then. Until next time. Uh, we haven't we haven't figured out our next episode yet, but the REM episodes will be starting soon. So uh, until next time. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Goodbye. <laughs>
2: It works its way on it The pain was strong, but watch it break.